Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com and I can steer you in the right direction. In today's podcast, I'm talking with Anne Fernando, partner at Sachs-Gerathi Lawyers, on the legal recourse that lot owners may have in those circumstances where owners' corporations fail to comply with their duty to repair and maintain common property. So Anne, what can a lot owner do if they suffer damages because an owner's corporation fails to comply with its duty to repair and maintain common property? Well, a lot owner can claim from the owner's corporation as damages any reasonably foreseeable loss that that they suffer as a result of the owner's corporation's failure to comply with that duty. So for instance, if there's water coming into a lot owner's unit from the ceiling, and the lot owner has asked the owner's corporation to fix the cause of the water ingress, but the owner's corporation hasn't done anything about it, and this means that the lot owner can't rent out their unit due to the water ingress, a reasonably foreseeable loss in that scenario would be the lot owner's lost rent. And can the lot owner make a claim for damages um, at any given time? No. So there's a two-year limitation period within which a lot owner can make a claim for damages. We recently acted in a matter that went to the Court of Appeal, the owner's strata plan number 74232 in Tezel, which considered when this time limitation period starts to run. We acted for Miss Tezel, who experienced water ingress into her lot and couldn't rent it out from 2016. So she commenced proceedings against the owner's corporation in the tribunal in 2020. When the proceedings were commenced, she claimed lost rent going back two years from the date that the proceedings were commenced, so to 2018. Um, At first instance, the tribunal made work orders for the owner's corporation to repair damage to Ms. Tezzle's lot, but did not award Ms. Tezzle any damages for her lost rent. Now, Ms. Tezzle appealed the proceedings to the appeal panel of the tribunal, where the appeal panel overturned the decision of the tribunal and awarded Ms. Tezzle her lost rent, which was in excess of $400,000. Uh, But what happened next is the Owners Corporation appealed the decision to the Court of Appeal. The Court of Appeal held that a lot owner can only claim as damages reasonably foreseeable loss within two years of first becoming aware of that loss. For Ms. Tezzle, this meant that she had to have commenced proceedings in 2018 because she first suffered the loss rent in 2016. The Court of Appeal didn't accept our argument that the loss Ms. Tezel claimed from 2018 wasn't reasonably foreseeable any earlier than that date because she couldn't have known in 2016 whether the owner's corporation would comply with its duty earlier than the two-year period. And she had a legitimate expectation that it might. Um, but the Ms. Tezzle's claim was ultimately held to be out of time and she wasn't entitled to any damages for lost rent. The issue for Ms. Tezzle was that she was suffering lost rent from 2016, so she couldn't bring proceedings seeking lost rent more than two years after that date. Mm. However, 
if Ms. Tezzle subsequently became aware of a different type of loss, which also has to have been caused by the owner's corporation's failure to comply with the duty to repair and maintain common property, then that would be the subject of a fresh limitation period. And so what happens if, uh, for example, a lot owner brings proceedings for lost rent within the limitation period of that two years and is successful, but continues to suffer lost rent after the tribunal hands down its decision? Yeah, that's a good question because in the Tezzle case, we also put forward the argument that had Ms. Tezzle been successful in the Court of Appeal, she should also be entitled to the additional lost rent she had incurred by reason of the owner's corporation's ongoing breach of its duty to repair and maintain the common property. That's because the owner's corporation didn't immediately carry out the necessary rectification work after the hearing of the tribunal matter. And the repairs were outstanding even after the hearing of the appeal panel matter. The Court of Appeal didn't directly answer the question of whether Ms. Tezzle would have been entitled to rent after the conclusion of the tribunal hearing, but they did know that it's possible for a lot owner to make a renewal application to the tribunal in the event that an owner's corporation doesn't comply with work orders to carry out rectification work by a specified date. What if a lot owner is outside the two-year limitation period uh, within which to claim damages? Is there anything further that they can do? Yeah, so what they can do is they can apply to the tribunal for work orders to be made for the owner's corporation to carry out rectification works to make sure that they comply with their duty to repair and maintain the common property and also for the owner's corporation to rectify any consequential damage that might have occurred to lot property as a result of the owner's corporation's failure to comply with their duty. If the owner's corporation is, say, dysfunctional, a lot owner could also consider bringing proceedings against the owner's corporation for appointment of a compulsory strata managing agent who can take essentially complete control over the owner's corporation's affairs and ensure that the necessary rectification work is carried out in a timely manner. Um, There's also a recent case of the appeal panel of the tribunal where the appeal panel held that the tribunal could potentially extend the two-year limitation period for a lot owner to claim damages. That was in circumstances where the appellant spoke English as a second language who's from a different cultural and linguistic background and wasn't legally trained or qualified and knew little, if anything, of time limitations. Now, in this case, the appellant would have commenced proceedings in time had his application not been rejected by the tribunal because it didn't satisfy a precondition requiring him to first attempt mediation prior to lodging an application with the tribunal. So then the time period between the application for mediation and the holding of the mediation was 11 weeks and two days. So it took even longer before he could go back to the tribunal and start a new application. So what the appeal panel did in that case was they sent the matter back to the tribunal to consider whether to extend the limitation period. In in practice, I, I think that that kind of extension of time of the limitation period would only apply in very limited circumstances. And how can Saxter Archie lawyers assist in these types of matters? 
Well, we can provide tailored advice to both individual lot owners and owners corporation in relation to whether damages and what damages can be claimed, taking into account the limitation period, how orders relating to damages should be drafted, and whether it would be possible for a lot owner to successfully seek that that limitation period within which to claim damages can be extended, which, as I've discussed, is by no means straightforward. And thanks for joining me. Thank you very much, Dan. Thanks heaps for listening to this edition of the Law by Dan podcast. If you found it useful, it would be great if you can leave a rating on Spotify or iTunes or whatever the streaming platform is that you're using. Also, if need be, you can reach out to me at lawbydan.com.